spectacle light years ahead of its time. Starring Fluke Starbucker, intergalactic boy wonder. Augie Ben Doggy, venerable member of the Red Eye Knights. Princess Android, interstellar damsel in distress. Ham Salad, ace mercenary pilot and intergalactic wise guy. Darth Nader, villain. Hardware Wars, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll kiss three bucks goodbye. Coming soon to a theater near you. Get in line now. May the farce be with you. Okay, uh, firstly, what's been your favorite Star Wars parody? I love your parody so much. Uh, well, there's, a, there's a one that was done a long time ago called Hardware Wars. points is jason is gabe i was thinking we weren't going to have a whole lot of news to talk about for episode 99 here i know it seemed like it was going to be like a nice calm week to regain your your composure and (laughs) gather your thoughts get some rest i feel like this has happened before and it's those periods where it's really quiet and there's no breaking star wars news is when you should start being afraid well, it's like when there's a tornado, right? Like when it, when the wind stops and you know to brace yourself because the tornado's coming. <laughs> Star Wars is just like that. The silence before the storm. They dropped a, the seismic charge of Star Wars news. <laughs> Everything got real quiet for a second and then... Today, during an earnings call, Disney CEO Bob Iger revealed that Ryan Johnson, the director of the upcoming Star Wars The Last Jedi, will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy, the first film of which he will write and direct with longtime collaborator Ron Bergman producing. The new trilogy is separate from the episodic Skywalker saga and will introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy Star Wars lore has never explored. Everyone's just going around, having a perfectly fine Thursday evening. People are making dinner, hanging out with their families. And then they drop on us the news. I hope you like Ryan Johnson. (laughs) No no pressure on Last Jedi. When I first saw the news, I was like, oh, okay, he's doing the post-9 trilogy. He's going to be, like, 
the point person for that. Uh, you know, the continuing adventures of Ray, Finn, Poe, BB-8, Kylo. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, especially Kathleen Kennedy was talking about, oh, yeah, we were talking about that just the other day with yeah. her uh, on the Star Wars show. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, it makes sense. But then you read the article, and that's not what he's doing. No, he's doing basically what people didn't think Disney was crazy enough to do is he's doing all new characters, all new trilogy, all new part of the universe, all new time period. Who knows? Right. They were so vague in their description that it's, I almost said it was cruel to star Wars fans. We can't <laughs> handle that much vagueness. Right. And potentially we won't know specifics until after episode nine, <laughs> we're just going to be pulling our hair out for two years. I mean, we were expecting some new news. We were expecting maybe what the next uh, Star Wars story film would be. And like we said, with Kathleen Kennedy talking about, they were talking about where they're going to take the characters after episode nine. It was like, okay, this all kind of makes sense. We we knew this was coming. But yeah, this is just, it's kind of, it's unprecedented really because with the prequels, it was, I mean, all we've gotten was the Skywalker characters and with Han and Rogue One, even though they're standalones, they're still very close to the main storyline. And the idea of something that we have no idea what it is, is it's exciting and daunting and it's just weird. And, and three of them. Right. It's not like, well, we're going to make one and see how it goes. It's like, nope, he's going to plan out I mean, a whole new thing. But it's cool. It's like they found a new George Lucas Jr., I guess, who's got who can write and direct and has what it takes, I guess, to come up with a whole new saga. And someone who's completely fine with making Star Wars movies for the rest of their life. Well, I think the thing that was really interesting, too, is like as exciting as the actual content of the announcement and what's going on, the other thing of just, is Last Jedi really that good? Like, it looks like it's going to be good, but like, it's kind of with how Disney, well, maybe not Disney, but Lucasfilm has had trouble with all the other things of like just figuring out what they want to do that they're so happy with last Jedi that they're just basically letting Ryan Johnson own a huge chunk of the universe now. And it's getting tricky now because the hype on last Jedi has already been really strong, but now people are going to be going into it. I feel like with their arms crossed, be like, well, let's see what this guy can do. (laughs) Is this going to be better than empire? Yeah. Can my expectations be any higher? I don't know. And sh- and do I want them to be higher? Like, you know, if there's not 40 minutes of caretakers, I'm already going to be disappointed. So <laughs> what is in that movie that just blew them away to the point of, yeah, I mean, this is more than they gave J.J. I don't know. I, I almost wonder if did this come out of him being offered nine and he's like. I don't know about doing nine, but while I was working on eight, I came up with this idea. That very well could be because I was thinking a similar thing that he must have pitched something to them that they just fell in love with. And I think thinking about like maybe what this movie is, part of me does think there's some reason to think that maybe it is, you know, it's not going to be the Knights of the Old Republic games. but Maybe this is a back in time thing because maybe when he was coming up with the backstory for the force stuff, there's a story way back when that they want to tell the, the first Jedi temple, the early days of the Jedi 
order, the, the yeah, Jedi or, way. And, you know, it was, we, we talked about this on an episode of Way Back, like even on Rebels when they talked about the ancient Jedi Sith battles. And I don't know, we've said before, there's a story there. I mean, Lucas has never really talked about that timeline and all the stuff that has happened is I mean, people. There's a lot of fans of that stuff, but it's very far from the rest of the Star Wars stuff that it's an area. I think if they just started from scratch, like there's no reason not to. There wouldn't that wouldn't be a story you could tell in one movie and that would have its own brand new set of villains and heroes. And it would be so long ago in star wars history though that they'd have to be careful because that was you know when phantom menace came out and it's like people saw a naboo starfighter and they're like well that's not star wars you know i mean if you're going way 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 back how far back do you go where something isn't star wars even if you have people with lightsabers running around but i think that's what's exciting is you know thinking about it that's potentially phantom menace times 10 where there might be nothing recognizable from the existing star Wars other than maybe there's the force, maybe there's Jedi's, but entirely new star Wars is pretty exciting. Cause it's, I think the, the nice thing for people, at least this time around is like, it's not like you got Phantom Menace, which looked very different than the other films. And then you had to wait three years to get something else. Like if there's still a star Wars movie every year and they're still doing star Wars story films that are tied to what we're, comfortable with or they ultimately do 10 11 12 which is going to carry on like there's probably more room to get out there and not alienate people so when when these start coming out is there still going to be standalone movies and is there still going to be episodic skywalker saga movies yeah i don't know this is just a whole nother category of star wars films coming out that we're going to be introduced to Thinking about that, in a way, it would make sense for them to do basically seven, eight, nine, and then take a break and do this trilogy in the every other year, like the saga movies are. Still do the standalones every other year, and then after these three are done, go back to episode ten, mm. just to give everybody a break from you know Ray and Finn and Poe, and and actually give them some time to to age a little bit so that the story can jump ahead. Because that's one thing with Last Jedi. And then going into episode nine, I'm really curious about is we're used to in the previous six movies, there always being like three, two, three, four years between each movie. So there was a pretty big progression of time where with Last Jedi really being the second half of Force Awakens, is episode nine going to jump ahead 10 years or is episode nine going to be immediately afterwards? And if that's the case, like how much how much change can there be in the characters? Because between luke and a new hope to luke and jedi you know that's like what six years or something like there was mm. time uh, to make sense that he would kind of grow and everyone would be kind of be different by the end and with these two movies especially with last jedi being really the second half of I mean, part of me wonders like are they going to jump is there going to time jump in last jedi for this for the last half we'll know in about 30 something days <laughs> i don't know so yeah it's just it's cool it's all getting it's getting crazy and it's getting unpredictable which you know is exciting crazy times well and i i like i think saw someone on twitter where they're like the next celebration is going to be a little nuts <laughs> okay this was crazy enough this is enough news for this is like six months of the year news could just be thinking about this <laughs> yeah but then right after this they're just you know throw off, oh yeah and with the new disney streaming uh service we're gonna have a live action star wars show too it's like wait what <laughs> <laughs> Can I, can I, like, get used to this other thing first? I got that to think about, too. 
And it's the same questions, right? Is it original trilogy? Is it prequel trilogy? Is it sequel trilogy? Is it have anything to do with anything? I was thinking, is the TV show going to be tied into Ryan Johnson's stuff? Like, is whatever part of the galaxy new stuff he's doing, is that going to carry over to the TV show? The TV show will air, if they stick to the date they said, what, the same year that episode nine? nine? Yeah, nine comes out. After nine, are we getting another standalone film, or are we diving right into Ryan Johnson's new trilogy? Right, yeah, because we have Han to, to fill the gap between eight and nine, then yeah, after nine, what? You know, there we know there's another Star Wars story standalone that they were working on. But yeah, I mean, is there going to be an Obi Wan movie? Is there going to be the Boba Fett movie that may or may not have been worked on more? Maybe we'll get Yaddle. <laughs> Maybe that's what Ryan Johnson was like. You know, I read, I was reading Star Wars tales, and there's that one story about Yaddle, and I just, I was inspired. The Crazy Adventures of GA ninety seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saving the world and breaking hearts. One planet at a time. <laughs> G97 going on dates. They'll, they'll do his backstory. It'll be OG897. <laughs> yeah, so a little bit to think about coming up to Last Jedi here. I still say it's cruel. Leaving people with this much speculation, this much Star Wars fans especially, just throwing meat into a cage of wild animals. We're going to be ripping apart that meat for a while. Well, what do you think? Because everyone was already like in in a fever, right? Getting ready for Last Jedi. Why announce this now? Like, are they just thinking that this is just more hype for Last Jedi because they're basically showing how confident they are in Ryan Johnson? Is this to get this out of the way because there's even more insanity they're going to talk about after Last Jedi? Like, they got to get this little stuff out of the way. <laughs> so. So they can get to the real stuff after Last Jedi? Like, I don't know, the timing is just, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Maybe it's like, do it now instead of when we're about a month away from Last Jedi, instead of like the week before the movie comes out or the week after the movie comes out, because we still have Han to deal with. Right, Han is still coming. I mean, unless it's because if people are going to start asking Ryan what he's doing, and if he's Mm -hmm. not doing another film before this and he has to you know oh, i'm gonna be on vacation the next three years you know so <laughs> yeah his his promo tour for the last jedi interviews is gonna be real interesting <laughs> yeah. we, we don't even care about that movie you just made let's talk about this new stuff <laughs> last jedi is so last month yeah i get used to seeing ryan johnson a lot yeah what it's, i mean the celebration the next celebration is it gonna be like jj and ryan johnson like because J.J. will be talking about nine, and then Ryan Johnson will be – will he be there talking about his mystery trilogy? Maybe, and will Dave Filoni there be talking about the live-action show? Is Filoni doing the live-action show? I mean, it would make sense with that recent interview he did where he was talking about how he learned from the best, and he was talking about live-action, and he was being very vague. and I don't know. Is this the end of Star Wars animation for a while, or are we going to get another – animated show too i wouldn't be surprised to see like little i mean i like forces of destiny and i wouldn't be surprised to see more little stuff like forces of destiny coming in and out or 
But it, yeah, just, like a, a regular Star Wars animated TV show. Are they kind of like, let's give that a break for a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It would be weird now that we've had pretty much like 10 straight years of animated Star Wars as a business thing, right? Like little kids love animation and it seems weird not to have the, the gateway drug for the little kids, you know, <laughs> who just want to watch the cartoon to get sucked into the new movies. So, cause I, I don't, with the TV show, like, is it going to be a very kid centric TV show? Like similar to the animated stuff that kind of gets a little more adult or are they going to push it as more? I mean, I guess it's star Wars, right? It's not going to be, it's not going to be game of Thrones or anything, but it's got to be dark. I hope it gets dark. It's always better when it's dark. I like star Wars when it gets a little bit more dark. Yeah. Yeah. You make it a little darker. (laughs) Just turn down the color on your TV. Get dark. But yeah, I mean, I think once you move into live action, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it's going to be like watching the movies, but ah, so much to think about. Next thing I know, I'll wake up 10 years from now and I won't know what happened. It was a major Thursday night. Not every Thursday is like that Thursday. <laughs> it's like, we're just getting over the the World Series thing. I'm still thinking about Luke on the Falcon. I ain't got time for all this. Still wondering about the shadow people. Yeah. Every night I see him in the corner of my room. He's pulling levers, telling me Snoke secrets. <laughs> With their beautiful blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ryan Johnson sings all the shadow people. He's like, everyone was asking about the shadow people. I said, well, have I got news for you? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think I was talking to you a little bit about this yesterday. Like, there is this whole with Snoke in the aftermath novels and stuff of tar- talking about this whole unknown regions thing in star Wars. It's kind of new. Like, are these movies, are they going to start fleshing out this whole other galaxy of star Wars? That's, that's attached to the thing. Like, are we going to learn about Snoke people and that just like, there's this whole other place that no one knows about in the star Wars universe. I mean, you know, we, there could be nuggets of information in The Last Jedi, when we're sitting in the theater watching it, being like, what in the world are they talking about? That could be things that Ryan Johnson is thinking about that will later pay off in this new trilogy of his. Because he, he wrote The Last Jedi, so he could be just thinking of some whole new stuff that we don't know anything about. Yeah, I mean, and they keep saying, right, that there's things in Last Jedi are kind of supposed to change what we know about the Star Wars. Madness. <laughs> They've gone too far. This is madness. This is outrageous. It's outrageous. This is outrageous. So speaking of major moments in Star Wars history, like last Thursday night, one colossal moment in Star Wars history was probably the first Star Wars fan film, the first Star Wars parody, the first Star Wars spoof, the legendary Hardware Wars. Yeah, the one that kicked it all off. And I think if you're a certain age, it's burned into your brain because back in the olden days, you know, a movie would end and there would be on TV or HBO or something and there would be like 15 minutes to kill and they would just play this all the time. (laughs) I feel like I've... It's just like I don't ever remember not having seen Hardware Wars. Like, Gabe, can you remember the first time you saw Hardware Wars? No, it's like Star Wars. It's just I've always seen it. 
Yeah, it's always I, been I there. Yeah, I don't remember a time before Hardware Wars. Like, <laughs> they were hand in hand. It was like there was real Star Wars and then there was Hardware Wars. And it was just as a kid, like, what is this? This is amazing. What is this? But I don't ever remember not knowing about it. Hardware Wars came out in January of 1978, just eight months after Star Wars. And at the time, it outperformed every other short film in film history, originally grossing $500,000, and it was made on a budget of $8,000. That made Hardware Wars, at the time, the most profitable film ever made. So it was like Blair Witch before Blair Witch, yeah, kinda, <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, Hardware Wars is kind of like uh, Mecco's Galactic Funk. It was not made by Lucasfilm, but it's become so ingrained in Star Wars history that it might as well have just been an official Lucasfilm product. It's one of those rare things that is really goofy and silly, but. For how like kind of low budget and rough around the edge that it is, it's really, really well done. It stands the test of time because it's just such a perfect parody that pokes just enough fun without being mean. And it's just spot on with the with the jokes. It was made by this guy, Ernie Facilius, who was just 31 years old at the time. And he lived in San Francisco and he did like a bunch of like underground comics at the time like around the same time as like robert crumb and stuff like that and he did he worked for rolling stone magazine doing uh like paste up art for them and then he started doing animated short films and for a long time in the beginning days of sesame street he did like a lot of like the counting animation films and he did like some of the little live action counting little shorts and the, probably the most famous one he did the pointer sisters one with the pinball with the one two three four five oh yeah counting up to twelve. One, two, that was him yeah. Yeah. another thing that's yeah completely ingrained in my mind <laughs> I'll be lying in my deathbed, counting down the seconds to die. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> never go away. 11, 12. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Poof. So then he had started doing like little little short films, little goofy stuff. He did one, the, the Hindenburger with a flying Big Mac that bursts into flames. He's our kind of guy. Yeah. He, he would do uh, shadow play parties, I guess. Like, at his apartment in San Francisco, where they would do like entire movies, but shadow play, and they'd invite people over to do parts. And I guess they did a production of the entirety of Jaws. It was that says that was the place to be. Yeah, that, those were the parties <laughs> to go to in San Francisco. So this guy Michael Weiss was at one of his parties, and he was like a producer. He'd done a bunch of documentaries. He'd done stuff that had run on PBS. And I guess at a Chinese restaurant shortly after the release of Star Wars, uh, Ernie Facilius pitched Michael Weiss the concept of doing Hardware Wars. And like, oh, you should give me money. We can do this. Star Wars is this huge phenomenon right now. We could kind of catch this, ride this wave and maybe do something really cool. And he purposely wanted it to look really, really cheesy. 
really fake with strings on a on a iron. And this Michael Weiss was just like, cool, let's do it. Here's 8,000 bucks. Let's make this short film. Let's go for it. They shot it in four days. And I guess the first cut of Hardware Wars was 26 minutes long. Where is that? Where is that? Yeah. Where's the Hardware Wars Blu-ray with the 26-minute cut? Oh, what did they cut out? <laughs> did, did Chewbacca fall down the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> So he gathered this cast together And he got this guy Scott Matthews As the beautiful Fluke Starbucker Scott Matthews has gone on to be Like a big time record producer And he's produced like stuff for Barbra Streisand, John Lee Hooker And like George Harrison, Ringo Starr And Sammy Hagar It's all connected. It's all, it's the ring theory. Yeah. It all goes back in a circle back to itself. <laughs> yeah. So you got this guy, Bob Knickerbocker, as Ham Salad, a.k.a. Kylo Ren. Yep. Ernie Facilius played Darth Nader. Cindy Furgatch played Princess Android. Uh, this guy, Jeff Hale, was Augie Bendoggy, who had done like a ton of voice work. 4Q2 was an actual person, Frank Robertson. Chuchilla the Wookiee Monster was a Cookie Monster doll, and I, I think that was done by Ernie Facilius also. One of the things with I think that makes Harborwares so good too is yeah, the casting is so it's like J.J. Abrams casting Force Awakens. Like the cast in this is perfect. That just looking at the characters, like it's like looking at like a, a Mad Magazine parody or something like in real life. Like they're I don't know. The casting just just looking at them gets me gets me giggling. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just like everything came together perfectly with this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm especially a big fan of Bob Knickerbocker as Ham Salad. He's like more Harrison Ford than Harrison Ford, which is exactly <laughs> what you need. Like, how do you out Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. Just the, that first shot of his face, you're like, okay. The narrator in Hardware Wars is Paul Freeze, who has had a massive career in voiceover stuff, but he's probably best well known as the voice of the Haunted Mansion in the Disney parks. Do not pull down on the safety bar, please. I will lower it for you. And heed this warning. The spirits will materialize only if you remain quietly seated at all times. It rhymes. <laughs> it's all connected. It's it's the ring theory, and even Chuchilla the Wookie Monster. I mean, he's a co- you know Cookie Monster, yep. and Frank Oz, and he was a Muppet in Star Wars before there were Muppets. Muppet. Hardware Wars comes out. It wins Short Film of the Year at the Chicago Film Festival. It was picked up by this company, Pyramid Films, for distribution, and Pyramid Films thing was they would send films like out to like grade schools or libraries or prisons, you know, they were different kind of distribution. So and that's a crazy thing too. Like I feel like I watched this in school once. Like it when I was in grade school, like the day before Thanksgiving, like none of, none of the teachers felt like doing anything and they'd assemble all the classes in like the gym and it'd be like movie day. And they'd bring out, like, just stacks and stacks of reels of 
film that they had. So you'd watch like The Little Prince or like a documentary on how bees make honey. But I swear they played Hardware Wars when I was a kid. You sure you didn't just bring it? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let you show this. But they also, on HBO and on Showtime, there was a show called Short Takes that they would play little short films in between movies. And they would play Hardware Wars all the time on HBO. And they also played, do you remember a really terrifying movie about like videotape that killed a guy? Traumatized young children? No, I don't remember that. It's the ultimate definition of terror. It's funny, when it played, I guess, in the Los Angeles school district, because of their rules, Ernie Facilius had to make a Hardware Wars study guide. Did they have to take a test afterwards? I hope so. And then for one week in 1980, in Los Angeles, it was attached to every showing of The Empire Strikes Back. That would have been wonderful. Yes. There's some lucky people out there. Lives were changed forever. It's probably, it's it's pretty brilliant too because it's like instead of having to sit through all of a new hope before you watch Empire, you can just watch Hardware Wars and get the gist of it. <laughs> get the basics. Yeah. So Ernie Facilius at one time had a meeting with Alan Ladd Jr. He was told he had to go to 20th Century Fox, and supposedly he went into the, like this giant screening room, and he was greeted by Alan Ladd Jr. and three lawyers. And he was like, oh, that's it. We're done. And they, he sat in there with them, and they screened Hardware Wars, like this big, fancy theater. And he said, when he was talking about it, that no one laughed. No one made a sound. <laughs> so afterwards, the lights go up. And I guess Alan Ladd Jr. turns to Ernie Facilius, and he says, so, kid, what do you want us to do? And he was like, well, I think it'd be great if you played this with Star Wars in the theater. The Empire Strikes Back, like... And I guess Alan Ladd Jr. Was, said something to the effect of, well, we'll get back to you. Crazy. And I guess at one time he was offered by producers to make a full-length version of Hardware Wars, and he declined. Years later, we, we got Spaceballs. Someday we'll talk about Spaceballs. <laughs> I just won't say anything. Yeah, someday. We'll leave that for another time. <laughs> um, part of why it's so good is it's like, it is almost like an extended trailer of the movie with just the best bits and i think if it was any longer it wouldn't it would lose something it would stop being funny and start being tedious probably so after hardware wars ernie facilius is he's trying to move on past hardware wars and he does some documentary stuff he does some writing he does an apocalypse now parody called Porklips now he does a lot of work as a sound effects editor. He worked on stuff like Ed Wood and Serial Mom and Dragging the Bruce Lee Story and Spaceballs, which is kind of interesting. Uh, there you go. It's the ring theory. And he <laughs> worked with Phil Tippett as a model maker on RoboCop 2. He's a renaissance man. <laughs> he's, he's had his fingers in every aspect of our lives. Yeah, yeah. He's molded us more than our parents did. <laughs> Our third parent is Ernie Facilius. <laughs> Unknown to him, he's been raising a couple of children in, in Muskegon. So, but his Star Wars connection wasn't over yet, right? No. So this is the thing that it makes sense. I maybe why Hardware Wars is so good is that some part of his brain is on the same wave wing, wavelength with George Lucas and Ben Burt. One of the things he actually watching Hardware Wars again too that I noticed is it does seem like with the audio and stuff to kind of 
give a little bit homage to uh, Lucas's THX, either the movie or even his short film version. Did you notice that? Which is the crazy sound sounds and things in the background. Oh yeah, when we watch it, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, totally. Uh, but so because of that, at some point he showed the film at Lucasfilm and met Ben Burt and kind of became friends with Ben Burt. This is with Attack of the Clones. Uh, talking about that, Ben Burt says basically when he was trying to come up with the the crazy voice for Pago the Lesser, uh, a Blast Point's favorite a hero hero of Blast Points, he went to Ernie Facilius. Ben says, you know, Ernie's a genius and a talented mimic. So he's done many voices for Ben over the years. And for Poggle, he had an idea that he wanted to do something he did when he was a kid, when he would make Martian sounds, I guess, is they would record some dialogue, play it backward, imitate, basically learn what they were said forwards, backwards, record it, turn it back, and just keep doing that over and over again until you get this kind of like nonsense language. That's what everybody um, does when they're kids, right? Yeah, I think. Go play baseball or record myself backwards and learn how to say it. <laughs> um, but basically, Ben says, Ernie was suburban, imitating his own voice backwards. We both laughed ourselves into tears as we tried to produce these sounds. And then he took Ernie's backward versions, reversed them again, and cut those up. And that became, that's Pago the Lesser. And basically, he mixed in a little bit of uh, Ernie blowing on an edge of a piece of paper to get the little buzzing sounds and clicks. So not only is Pago the Lesser a wonderful alien that we love, he was voiced by none other than Ernie Facilius from Hardware Wars. <laughs> and Ernie Facilius did the voice of the Rancor Keeper, mm-hmm. the pilots that jump out of the ship in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when they're, you know... No more parachutes. And Ernie Facilius somehow co-wrote, was involved in the writing of Lopty Neck and the other beautiful Jabba Sailbard songs. Oh, he's a superstar, superstar. <laughs> I think he's even beyond like a third parent. Like we should really be sending Christmas cards to Ernie Facilius. Yeah. Thank you, Ernie. I guess I like the idea of Ben Burt and Ernie hanging out too. It goes into the whole Muppet Disney thing. I could only imagine their conversations. Yeah. So what do you, what do you say we, we watch it? All right, let's watch it again. Well, let's watch Hardware Wars. Let's do a live little mini commentary on Hardware Wars. And let's see what's going on with it today. All right, so if you're watching along at home, should we do count of three? Yep. Count down from three to one. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> eleven, start. Three, two, two one, one, go. go. You know, it makes me think, too, I think for a while in the Motor City Comic Con days when I was buying hundreds of dollars worth of Star Wars bootleg VHS tapes, I think Hardware Wars was on every tape I got. Oh, yeah, totally. So that's where I I think I started watching it daily at that point. (laughs) It's a good way to get up. 
have a cup of coffee, eat some toast, and watch Hardware Wars. That's what I should be doing every day anyways. Look at that. It's Fluke Starbucker. Look at right there. The best. Where's that on a t-shirt? Yeah. You know what you're in for. Now, think about Augie Bendaki taking his hood off like that. It's Luke Skywalker. Interstellar damsel in distress. Ham salad. Real buns on her head. Oh, ham salad. God, the best. Another t-shirt. Get that tattooed on my face. Ham salad is like... Adam Driver mixed with Liam Gallagher. <laughs> and I love it. And then the toast. Oh. I would pay $20 to see this on the big screen. You know, yeah, maybe they should show this before Last Jedi. I would cry. And Artie Deco. Artie Deco, where are you? I would literally cry. At last. <laughs> I mean? love that they're in like a laundry room here. Right? Yeah. Well, it's like it's like JJ's sets for Star Trek, where he just went into the, <laughs> the back of a building. It's just a bunch of tubes. Yeah. Wait a minute, where are you going? Yeah. It does look like the engine room of the Enterprise. They're heading yeah. in this direction. What are we going to do? We're doomed for certain. <laughs> Oh dear, I'm going to regret this. So good. Look at that. Shot up the cassette tape. Into the void. We got the whites. Have there ever been Hardware Wars action figures? I don't think so. Really? That would be huge. Well, you can do what you like. I'm going this way. Oh, the people with the beach towel on the back there? It's too late to try to apologize. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> it's a little thing. Watch with electrifying fascination as yeah. Luke Starbucker discovers the princesses. Luke Starbucker in someone's garage. Here we go. I will, his reactions here. My, one of, another one of my favorite parts. Here we go. Help me, Augie Bendoggy. Golly. I love it so much. Oh, the dune buggy. The dune buggy. Well, just the... Did the same actors do the voices, or I think it's different people, right? Yeah, there was an interview with Facilius where he was saying that everything was dubbed. Yeah, which just adds to the, the magic. When you Big flashlight. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. It's pretty much the there's yeah. the some hit shot of the shaky <laughs> hand and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's Jedi version. It's full. It's ring theory. Oh, all there. I'll back to hard reports. You'll feel supercharged <laughs> with intrigue as the adventurers join forces on an heroic mission to save the princess. An imperial stone. Oh, the Uh-oh. identification. The part coming up, is, I think, one of my favorites. The little, uh, the random like sh- shovel robot thing with the, oh. the, the, ro- the Jawa thing. Yes, you know, and that it's kind of like the people talking to Ray. Yeah, right well, it's like G eight ninety. It's like G eight ninety seven's grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> 
Oh no, it's, it's too weird in here. I, I can't go in here. It's, look, I'll wait for you. Stay calm. I, just, I love the audio mix on this too, like where they just crank up the reverb right here. Like there's so many little things. Every single person in this bar. The extra figures of them. Yes. I like to think this is a real bar that they just went into. God, I, I hope so. I'm proud to be old Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Where's that song? <laughs> Fly along oh. with ham salad and chuchu. Ham salad. Wookie monster. Chuchilla, the Wookie monster. Like this part, just with all the audio, solid. Think about it's THX. It is very THX. Did you notice the the fuzzy dice in the back too? Yeah, yeah. It's a good touch. I think the fact that it's a hand mixer and not an electric mixer, too, just Witness puts the it over the top. Dogfight scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the dog, dog sounds for this. Yeah. Is it when, he, when they're saying spine tensing special effects, that's just a sparkler. <laughs> they're still back there. They're gaining on us. Does this thing do light speed? You bet your asteroid, kid. Hold on. <laughs> so good. Ham salad. I'm really, really freaking out how much he looks like Noel Gallagher. Look at that. Yeah. No galaxy's bad. Oh the sound effects here in the Dyna space. So <laughs> Mary had a little lip so it makes me laugh too. <laughs> so stupid. I guess if you wonder why we are the way we are, this probably has something to do with it. <laughs> it's old. So good. I don't understand what you're saying. Again, isn't that Force Awakens? Oh, yeah, this, yeah, this is the interrogation. Are you talking yeah, you said you with the apparatus? <laughs> a creature in a mask. Basketball's a peaceful planet. <laughs> when are we visiting basketball and rebels? Jeepers, what is it, Augie Ben Doggy? Did you feel a great disturbance in the force? As if millions of voices cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced? No, just a little headache. Look, what's that? That Luke is so good. I love the shot of inside the waffle iron and it coming up. I got a full reverse. We're out of control. We're being drawn toward it. Get us out of here. Take it easy, kid. That face. Inside the waffle iron. Brilliant. Yeah, you know, there should be hardware wars 
panels at every celebration. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Has there ever been a Hardware Wars panel at any celebrations? There should be. You'll get us all killed. Excuse me. We'll yeah, go in do, here. Uh, I insist. Write a letter to uh, Mary Franklin. <laughs> if you need us to co-host it, we're ready. It's the 40th anniversary of Harper Wars, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, ne- yeah, next year will be the 40th anniversary. You must try to hurry, Archie. Yeah. There's very the rubber rat in the, in the space helmet is pretty amazing. Don't want to forget that. Yeah, I wonder if Ben Burt saw this and just purely on a sound level, if he's like, this is great. Yeah, he had to have. They were like soulmates for life after that, I'm sure. I must try to find that tractor beam. I think this is one of my earliest memories in my entire life is the tractor beam. <laughs> I think so much so that when I would watch Star Wars for real, I would wonder why it didn't have the tractor beam. <laughs> the little guy in the tractor. The, the, the guy on the tractor, yeah. Because <laughs> in my like child mind, this and the real Star Wars were kind of intertwined. What is he saying? Lightsabers were great. Oh, so good. Are they just like, was it the cardboard? I think so. Well, you go on without me. Gets... I'll be all right. Don't worry about me. Oh, oh, what a martyr. Martyr. I don't see you later. Yeah. Martyr. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. Space rubble. Space rubble. <laughs> Enjoy intense drama in the exciting this part. briefing session. So good. <laughs> the, the guy teaching the thing. Yeah. Which in turn will diffuse the anti-gyroscopic pre-interface thrust. Someday I'll memorize this. Down to the spherical decombustion atmospheric helical. I think that guy is actually me from the future. Anti-gravity shield deflectors. Then you simply deactivate the axial gyro pre-sound. It's like interstellar. You're seeing yourself from the from the future in the past. I'm in the library in space. Trust your feelings, Luke. And if you can be good. Be careful. Hardware Flick Starbucker's hat. Yeah, we're, why, is, why can't I buy that? Have we ever seen anyone dressed as Fluke Skywalker convention? Well, Celebration 2019. That's... <laughs> we need to get a, a Fluke Starbucker hat. Get in line now. May the forest be with you. You know... It's, it was very ahead of its time, too, with the get in line now. It's like, yes, there were lines then, and there were, now you can wait two days in line or a month in line. Always uh, been there. 
Ernie Facilius and Michael Weiss, yep. Well, Hardware Wars still holds up. It's got the goods. It's a timeless classic, um, which if you haven't seen it, you're missing out. I don't know. Did like, do people still talk about Hardware Wars? Like, if you weren't a little kid when it came out, like, <laughs> that's a good. We do. No? Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. yeah, it's a it's a definite classic. The original fan film before there were fan films. The first Star Wars parody, which is now it, like a, a genre unto itself, um, and definitely warped our young minds, making <laughs> us into the not quite right individuals we are today <laughs> so thank you ernie facilius It's uh, Taylor Gray, uh, excuse me, Ezra Bridger here, Spectre 6, uh, reporting into Blast Points Podcast. Just wanted to say what's up, and uh, may the force be with you. See you guys. So we got a little bit of time. Let's run through a couple iTunes reviews that people have sent in. Gabe, you, you've got one, right? Yeah, here's the first one from Cherrywick. It says, just finished them all. Love the podcast. You guys are terrific. Thank you. Short and sweet. I love it, Cherry Wick. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I have got one all the way from the UK, and this one is titled An Absolute Delight by Lancet One. I think I'm saying that right. When something truly gets you excited, Blast Points is that thing. Laughing gas, go away. This makes me laugh. Great <laughs> podcast. Thanks. <laughs> That pretty much sums it up, Yeah, I would say. So you should leave us an iTunes review after you're done listening to this episode. Head over there, write something, we'll read it on an upcoming show, just like we did those two. Yeah, and it really helps us out to get the five-star reviews. It gets uh, us up in the list in iTunes, the mysterious list of podcasts. It helps. So yeah. thank you. 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 Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you. And these last points, too accurate for sand people, 
Only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. Get about other places to see Blast Points. You can go to our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, um, and our website, blastpointspodcast.com, where we have reviews, comics. Uh, you can buy t shirts, listen to the theme music, uh, get recipes, all kinds of fun stuff. All kinds of fun stuff. And we should say next week is episode 100 of Blast Points. The big 100th episode spectacular. Uh, we got some some stuff planned um, mm-hmm. but we need more stuff from you listeners we, we've already gotten some great really really great voice messages sent in by listeners and we've listened to all of them and we love all of them but we need more it's like Anakin I need more so s- send us voice messages you can talk about the show you can ask us questions Star Wars questions any kind of questions you can tell us how you found the show, what you like, whatever. You can send us Star Wars questions. You can send us emails to contact at blastpointspodcast.com. You can send us numbers, and we'll do some Rusty Miller trivia. Yeah, tell us favorite episodes, favorite parts. What was the first episode you heard? Um, are you have ideas for the future, things you'd like us to talk about? Just, yeah, anything. We want to hear from you guys. We made it to 100 and we wouldn't have done it if no one was listening. So <laughs> thank you. And uh, yeah, we love we, hearing from you. We would have stopped right after the Shadows of the Empire episode. I'm <laughs> like, that's it. We did that. Yeah. Pack it in. Yeah. I need at least six months to recover from that. <laughs> People keep listening. People keep sending reviews. And we're happy to keep going. So thank you. So that about wraps up number 99 here. Keep thinking about that Ryan Johnson business. Yeah, it's going to keep us up at night for the next two years. So <laughs> thanks, Star Wars. The, thank you for listening. We'll, we'll talk to you next week for the yep. 100th episode spectacular. See you then. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. most vulnerable spot. Come at it from this angle and locate the automatic flip-flop override device here, which in turn will diffuse the anti-gyroscopic pre-interphase thrust chamber. Follow that baby down to the spherical decombustion uh, atmospheric helical servo tubes and the uh, pneumatic centrifugal anti-gravity shield deflectors. Then you simply deactivate the axial gyro pre-sub inertia photomegatronic uh, oscillator that you see here. That's impossible, even for a computer. May the force be with all of you!